Welcome back to the Key and Light Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. And we're back for another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. Hey, this is Jake, your host, coming live from Chicago, Illinois, and back with me is Cal Muldonnell. I'm back. How are you? I mean, I haven't moved, but... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Also with us again is Chris Blantner, the urban bourbonist. Yes. Back. Never left either. Oh, oh man. But, We've just but been hanging back. out here but since our back. last recorded session. <laughs> Can we get a three for three? Andres, back as well. Yay. I never left. <laughs> uh, we'll keep it in the Pernod house as we recorded an episode earlier today about Smooth Ambler and one of their barrel picks and this kind of the whole process of uh, how Pernod functions as a brand, as a company that buys really good brands and then helps build them and also about the Smooth Ambler barrel pick program. But today... We are here to talk about another Pernod brand, which is Jefferson's. And we have a really, I think, a special bottle because this is one of the first barrel picks in Chicago, if I'm correct? You're correct. The oh. first one and the on-premise, yes. Oh, in the on-premise, okay. Didn't, uh, in what town is it in, or what count is it? It's an account called Spears Bourbon and Beer Bar, and it's in Wheeling, Illinois. Oh, one of my favorite suburbs. Where is Wheeling, sorry? Northwest of here. Northwest of here. Like in the direction of Arlington, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be become a popular suburb yeah, bears. in, in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, the Bears, the Bears. Walter Payton coming back from the dead. I've given up on them. I've given up on a lot of things in life. <laughs> Don't give up. Don't give up. On the Bears. Yeah. Well, oh, this my. season, obviously, but yeah. I've given up on Iowa football. I've given up on you. Um, I mean, I knew you'd given up on me. <laughs> I feel like you were never. I feel like you were never in given then on me <laughs> you know when your parents sent me some gifts last year i was kind of in on them more than you but and i'm always in on them but not so much y- you i guess to you problem <laughs> they, they're gonna be listening to this and they're gonna be very annoyed at you why because i appreciate them more than you no that you don't appreciate them i have, me. I have the everson towel that your dad gave me right there uh, it's right here actually yeah. dad if you're listening uh we're only missing the pint glass uh, pine glass is upstairs in the cabinet. There we go. Yeah. Got it. And the coasters are right behind that bear's hat because um, they fell behind it. But, yeah, they're back there, baby. You better believe it. Um, so, Jefferson's, tell us about it a little bit, Callum. Uh, I mean, well, for me, it's kind of been the next step in my American whiskey journey, actually. Mm. Um, Jefferson's was kind of special for me because in my new role, in this new role, it was my first product launch. Um, we did the Ocean's Rye back in June, early June. Yep. Um, took a big boat out on the water in Lake Michigan, um, which was fun. And um, yeah, you... launched it with Trey. And then that was when we had Trey on the podcast. And Were everything. you on a boat? I was on a boat. Yeah. Um, I'm on a boat. And so, yeah, it has, it has a pretty special place in my heart. And then, you know, we talked mm. a little bit um, before on the other uh, pod just about how important it is for to have founders being in the the public eye i suppose if you like being in the the trades eye um and for me there's no one that does that better than than trey zeller you know um i think obviously we the three of us sat with um oh there's uh, uh, lola the three of us sat with uh trey back in june and he's just such a great great character and i think anyone that you know started their their whiskey company their whiskey brand in the late 90s deserves a lot of Kudos, especially now, you know. Right. Uh, now with Pernod, we have only seen this brand get bigger and bigger and bigger and more special. I'll let you talk about the big news, but mm. um, you know, for me particularly, this has been a focus all year. 
and one thing that I love about this brand is, yeah, obviously it's it's under the umbrella of Pernod Ricard, but it stands alone. I think a lot of people recognise it. A lot of people have great memories of Jefferson's, which is cool. Um, and one of the it's one of those brands that you know people only have to taste a couple of times. They only have to see or hear about the brand a couple of times, and they kind of identify with it. Yeah. Um, not just with the reserve that we're going to be tasting today, but also um, the very small batch. And then the Ocean series, both the Ocean Bourbon and then the Ocean Rye. Yeah, Ocean Rye was just an absolute home run. I, I love it. It's my, actually my favorite of the range. One of my I'll, favorite whiskeys of the year. Yeah, and obviously I'm always going to lean closer towards Rye's because of my palate, but... Um, Didn't know that was obvious. Uh, well, I, yeah, I just feel like feel like the Rye's, you know, kind of give that spicier note that yeah. you find in a lot of single malt scotches or even now, especially single pot stills. Um, but... Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. absolutely love it. And we've had a bunch of different programs this year that have been really successful. You know, we had the, there was an Ocean and Oysters program that mm. did really, really well. Um, and then we actually hosted a couple of events at Purple Pig, um, Blue Door Kitchen and Arbea. Yeah, um, just nice. on, you know, having people come in and try this stuff and cocktails and so on. So A delicious smoked old-fashioned. I love that. Yeah, that was the great. Globe, the globe old-fashioned at, um, at Arbea. So, you know, Really, really, really special brand. And I think any time that you're in a job, I'd been in the job less than three months when I met Trey. Um, so yeah. it was, it was, it's always going to kind of stay with me. Yeah, it was interesting to talk to Trey. Um, for anybody who wants to go back and listen to that full episode, it was 185. Yeah. The other day I said 187. I was so Ooh, close. So close. So, close. Yeah. Um, so you can go back and listen to that. He gave the full in depth story of how he started the distillery. It wasn't too long after that conversation, I was actually down in Kentucky. And visited the distillery, and you're like, oh, Kentucky Artisans Distillery, yeah. Kentucky Cad, Cad. Um, <laughs> being down there, and you're like, this is it. Like this is where, like you're like, like, because like, I, it's a huge brand that you you see it everywhere. I told Trey the story of how on my uh, the night before my wedding, down to we took a bus from wherever the fuck we were in Indiana, getting married to downtown Indiana, Indianapolis, and yeah, you weren't invited, Callum. I should have been invited. Um, but we took a, a big bus with all of our friends and went to dinner and <coughs> passed around a bottle of Jefferson's on the bus and drank a lot of other things. Was but, it the reserve? Yeah, it was reserved, yeah. And this might bring you back. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's a, it, so it kind of holds a special place in my heart, but you get there and you're like, this is like its biggest few. <laughs> like, put it in comparison here in Chicago, and you, but you start to understand about how Trey's been sourcing barrels and building this brand, and now they actually have a distillery operating, and we'll get into what's the, the news of the day with Jefferson's, but um, it's incredible to see this, sm- this huge brand, but it's in such a small space. Yeah, I think uh, that's kind of the, it's almost... I don't know if that's the draw of it, but I feel like it has a discovery feel to yeah. it still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of benefiting off that. You know, sometimes especially less seasoned um, bourbon drinkers or less seasoned whiskey drinkers in general, you know, they're, they taste it and they discover it and they, they fall in love with it. You know, we yeah. did the Chicago Gourmet back in October, um, back when mum and dad were actually in, in the city. and uh, For a I'd, day or two. I, yeah, for a couple of days. Um, I poured uh, Jefferson's there and, mm. you know, so many people coming up to me and talking about their experience with the ocean and how, you know, they were trying to tell their friends about it and no one had, no one knew it. And then all of a sudden this year, it's just exploded and everybody's trying to offer it. To yeah. And I'm not sure if that's because of investment or if it's just because, you know, of that discovery feel and people mm, are kind of getting mm, back into mm. the being out and about with Jefferson's. But Andres, I suppose you should, co- you should probably lead us into the sort of the big news of the, of the Jefferson's day. 
Uh, well, yeah. I mean, um, Pernoricar just announced a couple of days ago that we are building a brand new state-of-the-art distillery for Jefferson in Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's in Marion County. Uh, we have 265 acres in Lebanon, and we're buying a $250 million investment to create a 7.5 million gallon um, <laughs> production facility that is going to have um, a distillery drying operation, three warehouses, and a world-class visiting center. So wow. it's going to be the full experience so you can see what um, Jefferson is going and where, where, where we see the future and the vision for it. I don't know Kentucky very well, but I hear that there's not much in Marion County. I hear it's quite sleepy. It's not much in Lebanon, no. <laughs> no, no <laughs> so no, we'll no. see. But um, it's funny because one of our... A good friend of ours who's yet to come on the podcast to tell his Kentucky Derby story. God, that bastard. Um, Mr. Zach Morris. His mum warns an Airbnb there. So oh. as you can imagine, she was very happy to hear this. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we got a place to stay. We're going to keep her busy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, you know, good news all around, I think. Good news all around. Yeah, everybody, what's Zach's like Instagram, email address, phone number? So we can just message it, him so many times to overwhelm him. Z-C-H-M-R-R-S. It's yeah. like Zigmurse. Just uh, DM him and say, we want to hear your Kentucky Derby story. Because honestly, it's one of the best stories ever I've been told. <laughs> about. It, it might be the the best story I've ever heard. Best gambling story I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, 100%. Best horse race story I've ever heard. And the best Kentucky story, maybe. Well, you know, tough one. There's a lot of stories down (laughs) there. There's a lot of good Kentucky ones. There's a lot of stories down there. Um, But no, Chris, what's been your relationship with Jefferson um, over these few years? Actually, it's been a brand that I haven't explored all that much. Of course, it's pretty, you know, ubiquitous. It's, It's really everywhere. Um, no reason for it. Just, you know, there's there's a lot out there on yeah. on the shelf. Um, but yeah, I've owned bottles over the years for sure. Um, but that Ocean Rye was like the whiskey that I was like, oh, maybe I should be paying a little bit more attention to what's going on with Jefferson's because that was an incredible, incredible whiskey. And since then, I have actually purchased a couple uh, uh, other bottles of Jefferson's and introduced some other people to it, bringing it to parties, you know, sharing it with with friends. And especially that rye, I've, mm. I've, I think I've probably shared two or three bottles of that with, with people. Um, it's, it's just a really cool brand. And especially after, you know, being able to have a conversation with Trey, that changes a lot of, a lot that, of things yeah. for me because, I mean, you know, getting that opportunity is you know, no one gets that opportunity. So it was really cool. It's funny because I'm, I have spoken to a lot of people in the whiskey circles and especially bourbon circles about Jefferson's. And there was a lot of, um, or there was a little bit of disdain towards it, I think, when they released the New York Water. Did oh, you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was that? And I mean, like, I totally What's wrong it. with Hudson River Water? Well, this <laughs> is the thing. I totally understand because I feel like, you know, from a bourbon or a whiskey drinker's point of view, if I was outside of the the Prince Regard circle, I would look at that and be like, "Oh, like, you know, you've got to give me a better USP than than Hudson River Water." Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, particularly, I, I, you know, I think that in Chicago, where we didn't see that, that didn't come to market. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are sold enough on the Ocean Series. They're sold enough on the New Ocean Rye. They're sold enough on the Reserve, the very small batch, and you know, on-premise accounts are sold on it as well. Yeah, there's large those large format cocktails and some of the biggest like in the biggest on-premise account in in the city so yeah. um right yeah they do like a tea you know that towel they do the 
bourbon tea thing which is super cool um but yeah i know that there was maybe a little bit of controversy there and i think especially in tight bourbon circles where people were like was it some water thing was it a conservation issue or is it the actual water source issue because i saw, I, I saw it from I, both sides i think it was more of a gimmicky issue like people saw it as a as a gimmick release like they're mm. you're just putting this out as like Tell me you don't have a USP without telling me you don't have a USP. Yeah, kind exactly. Of thing was, yeah. It was Taylor that Taylor Cope that I spoke to. Oh, yeah. And, I was, and his, you know what he's like. His, oh, yeah. His well, reviews yeah. can be scathing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, you know, I chatted to him about it. And that was the sort of idea that he gave me. But, you know, for me, I'm similar to you, Chris. That I think the, the rye was just something that totally sold me. And I, I didn't need, I don't need anything else than that, you know? Yeah, it's really good. I also think that Jefferson's was somewhat a victim of their own, like, success and mm. being everywhere and so you know for me personally like i would you know go into the liquor store and yeah i saw jefferson's and i was like oh well it's always going to be there like yeah, yeah. i'm going to try something else instead because i can always you know come back and and find this and i i sort of feel like that might be the case with you know some people it's just you know i always see it like i can i know i can always get it and then you and you know it's and always going to be good as well yeah like, and you always you know, know it's going to be good it, yeah you know. don't get out of control <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm telling Trey on you yeah, but, yeah. but how many brands do we do that with every single time we walk into a liquor store yeah for Dude, sure it's not just Jefferson's fault on that no no yeah. no definitely not um, but I just think that it's you know like a corporate shill here yeah speaking from just my perspective of being a, a a whiskey drinker that's exploring lots of different things now I'm sure there's people that walk in and always pick up jefferson's because that's what they know and like um but yeah it's a cool brand and they're doing some really interesting things of course the ocean the ocean series is really really cool that they they did that and are continuing to do it um and they're on like voyage 28 29 now i think they're just releasing 28 um i mean one thing that i was that i has like taking like at least i've fallen in love with the brand is Jeffers, um, Trey, um, his sexiness instincts. Besides that, he's a very sexy man. Yeah. Uh, his instinct on experimentation. Voice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, mm. if you think about it, he sources the juice and it's what he does with that. Right. If you think about the reserve right now, is a blend of four different mash bills that he sources and that um, and they're about being an average between a 10, 12 year old and then what he does with it. Um, and for him, if I don't know if everybody knows, but Jefferson has about over over 21 different type of skews. You know, he even like made a, back in the day before he was popular making batch cocktails, he made a, a collaboration with um, the Manhattan, the Manhattan right? magazine, yeah, yeah. Invibe, oh, right. Invibe, yeah, and he did, the, he did the Manhattan. Uh, but then there's also, you know, you look further afield at the presidential series. Yeah. And, the presidential yeah. series, which is Jews that he bought a thousand years ago for nothing. And, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> That's why he started the distillery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it costs nothing. It costs nothing <laughs> yeah. at that point. Um, and also, you know, he has a, he has a, an old rum cask. He has a cognac finish. He has a, Partnership with um, very famous wineries like mm-hmm. Butcher Hill from um, um, from California. Um, so he does a lot of experimentation. So and sometimes you know he has mentioned that the experiment hasn't come out the way he wanted, and yeah. he moves on. And sometimes it comes really well. And I think that's what happened with Ocean. A lot of people when yeah. I taste Ocean, he's like, "Tell me the story." And when I tell him, "Oh, you know, we put it in a ship and it travels the world, it crosses the equator over five times, nine months in the ocean, visit over twenty ports," and he's like. That sounds like a gimmicky, like a cheeky story. Yep. This is all marketing. This is BS. It's like, I mean, maybe sound like that, but 
it actually came out and it was good juice. It could have come out terrible. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it worked out and people like it. People like this story. You know, is it is is a, is a bourbon that travels the world? Yeah. Um, what's wrong with that? You yeah. know, and if you think about it. Um, is a is a bourbon that is moving inside of the barrel constantly, so it definitely changes the flavor profile. Mm. Being exposed to a variety of temperatures and the you know the the the, the saltiness of the water. Um, so I always compare it to people like when think about a winery, a winery that is inland or a winery that is by the coast that definitely changes the profile of that wine. Oh yeah. Um, so Which it has you a lot know to do. now because you're a W set level two. Oh wow! Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Andres and I. Yeah, we graduated. On it. I graduated. With what are you? Honors. I'm W set level two as well. You are? Yeah. <laughs> we both passed. We we like that's maybe a story for another time. But holy lord, we um, Andrews and I spent about a week cramming. Cramming. For the level two, yeah, um, and I still can't tell you anything about wine. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I can't tell you anything about anything, but um, wine especially. So, yeah, I don't think that's true. Um, so, to, <laughs> so, so today we're sampling um, a Jefferson Reserve single barrel, um, which is the first one on the on-premise in, Chi- in in Chicago market. Um, I have so. to say, I'm ignorant. Before Callum said we we're going to do some Jefferson single barrels, that Jefferson had single barrels. I didn't even know that was a thing out there. I think as well, to come come back to the point that Chris had made, you know, you're walking into the store and you know that it's always going to be there. This is something that was maybe a little bit overdue um, mm. for Jefferson's. Yeah. Uh, especially in Illinois, especially in Chicago market. Yeah. No. Um, or in Wheeling market, yeah. rather. Uh, because, you know, I think, I think people do think like that a lot. You yeah. know, whether it's one of these bigger brands or whatever it might be. Uh, they know it's always going to be there. So this just kind of adds a little bit to it. Yeah, this is my first release. I'm three weeks away from a second release, and that's going to be the first Jefferson Ocean. I was just going to ask you if there's ever going to be a Joe's... Oh, wow. Jefferson Ocean Castring Single Barrel is going to be Oak at the Glen. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Where's that? As in Glen Oak. Glenview. <laughs> one of the is it one a, of the glens. Is it on one of the glens on prem account? Glen on premise account, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's a whiskey account. Is it the very first Jefferson Ocean ever? In uh, in, in Chicago market, in, in yeah, in general, yes. Wow. So well, um, he's excited. I'm excited. I'm he's, excited. He's calling me every day. Where's my barrel? <laughs> I, would, I would be too. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. Well, is that's it? the thing. I, I think for well, obviously, the majority of these barrels go to the off prem. You know, I think it's one of those situations where in the on-prem, if you have something that no one else has, even in the off, yeah. it's a huge, huge, huge mover for people, right? For sure. Um, and one of the great things that I love about uh, single casks in bourbon is that even though they're super rare and super exclusive and everything, they're still really competitively priced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like you can get a really, really nice dram of a single cask barrel in, or a single, sorry, a single cask bourbon um, and it's still, it won't, it's not going to break the bank, especially out in places like Glenview and Wheeling and so yeah, on. I, bu- I bought this bottle for $65. Oh, yeah, wow. That's a yeah. great deal. I was just going to ask, uh, are they selling these bottles? Um, the, the ocean's going to be a little more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Because a lot of, a lot of on-prem for, PSA. just to remind anybody who doesn't know the lingo of our industry is that on-prem means bar uh, or restaurant and off-prem is a retailer. Um, but a lot of on-prem Locations have gotten their retailer licensed over COVID so that they can actually get rid of some of their stock while they yeah, were. I think it's really called cool. packaged goods. Yeah, right? yeah, right. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of places. If there's a single barrel you like, uh, Mason Mash being one of them, yep. you can buy that barrel. Like, yep. oh, hey, like, do you have this for sale? So ask that. If you ever taste a single barrel at, a, at an account, they might have it for sale actually as a bottle too. 
And yeah, I, I love that aspect of what happened over COVID, right? That people sure. get in their Oh, you love COVID, huh? Oh, Big yeah. fan of COVID. That aspect wow, of right COVID. right here, Callum O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, there was one. I'm COVID like, apologist. I'm always seeing the Does silver anyone, linings. Anyone, Callum O'Donnell. Yes, looking on the brighter side of life. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you didn't have two kids at home teaching yeah. them yeah. at the same time. I had, this guy, I, had, I had him in my house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was the two kids at home. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy's wife, his wife was like, Jake, please, the doorbell goes and she'd be like, please don't tell me that that's Callum O'Donnell. And he'd be like, yeah, babe, it's FedEx. Um, but no, I, I love that aspect of, you know, um, these these on-premise, you know, like we said before, bars and restaurants mm-hmm. getting that license yeah. because now it's kind of become this thing where, yeah, fine, it's going to cost them a little bit, more, little bit more money than going to an, an off-premise, like a liquor store or whatever it might be, but they get that lovely experience of speaking to the bartender and like having a cocktail with it. Or and sampling it without buying the bottle. That's the thing. It's and being yeah, able to try it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they can I try it. I like it. Well, I have it right there. That's take, it. Take it home. And they can take it. They can take it right home with them yeah. right then and there. Yeah. Well, this is, this one is do, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what you guys think about it, but I get like, I get this really nutty, um, like peanut, quality to this on the nose and and even on the palate that i get that marcona almond kind of feeling yeah there's yeah. like a nuttiness to this that getting, is really nice yeah i was gonna say like i get like a weird marzipan i kind of thing i got that and then a very weird note like lima bean at the very back end of it Ooh, it's like dried out flavor i don't know where it came from and granted it could be because i'm a little under the weather but um i, I got this like is a dr- that cough medicine that yeah i guess so <laughs> then i'll leave oh that'll leave baby this, this is a very neat, this is a very nice pick maybe i'll have to revisit this oh yeah so what's the process when you go into an account um like a bar or restaurant to sell so ideally which is this case was ideal um i get three samples of three different single barrels um so the so the buyer can choose uh, what his favorite is because it's definitely there's always going to be even if it's a small um, there's always going to be a little difference from barrel to barrel um, and um, he Greg Greg who owns uh, Spears is very well versed in whiskeys he actually even ages on whiskeys he actually if you ever go there he always has Jameson aging in a barrel and, and sells it and sells really well and it's kind of like a honeysuckle kind of Jameson thing um, but so he, 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 he called me and says I'm ready for a Jefferson barrel. And the reason he wanted a Jefferson barrel is because he tried the Jefferson Ocean Rye. Oh, yeah. And he says, this is the best rye I had in my it. life. So that rye has been very good for the brand. Because I, I know we feel that way as, as fans of the brand or fans of just whiskey in general was that I talked to a lot of people, and sorry to interrupt, but there was a lot of people that had kind of shoved Jefferson to the side and thought, okay. They needed something. Yeah, and then they went and tried the rye and they're like, I'm back. Injection, almost. Yes. Right? Well, if, this, if you think if you think about Ocean, Ocean does, I think maybe one or two, one and a half voyages per year, and they always do one cast strength and then um, uh, reserve for the rest. Mm-hmm. And then this one is the first time that he did a rye. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 what the difference was. This right. is the first time he was doing experimenting with a rye. I says like he does. He could have come out. You know, maybe not so good, but it yeah. came out fantastic. And give him credit, 30 years almost in, into the brand and you're still evolving, trying yeah. new things and saying like, what what can I do different to inject some life, not necessarily life back in the brand, but some more popularity and get those people back into it. And yeah. that's what he did with it. It worked for me. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've met, we've all met a lot of charlatans in this industry. Um, but yeah, you, especially you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when you sit down, when we sat down on a tray, I was just 
became a fan of him as a person in general. Totally. And was like, whatever you're going to do with this brand in the future, I, I want to be a, I want to be a part of it as a, as a consumer. And I want to go back and revisit some stuff. And I think you can, you can feel that in that conversation um, as episode 185. And that was after a long day. We recorded at like 5 o'clock at night. And he'd been out in about the night before, like you said, on the boat. Um, he also, I'd taken him out as well. I mean, right. he's, he's boundless energy. You know. Yeah, and a genuine guy who's not just like he did. He started a whiskey brand thirty years ago when nobody wanted to drink bourbon in America, and to this day is now still, like I said, evolving it and trying new pursuits with it. Yeah, and I think sorry, Chris, were you gonna? Um, I think one of the things as well that always I love about Trey is the story about him and his dad, right? Chet, his yeah. father, is yeah. a bourbon historian. Yeah, he's a historian. Right. Yeah, and so it doesn't surprise me that Trey. New edition of his book, I believe, just came out a couple months ago too. Oh, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think with with check he's constantly working and interested in bourbon you know right. and it doesn't surprise me that trey has this boundless energy he's got these ideas that because he's been he's grown up around it like yeah. it's been a real culture for him like learn about these brands and learn about the history of it all and um no he's a great great guy and you're right I, like it comes back to that meeting uh meeting your well, the, when, the people I'm, that I'm, you really admire in the yeah. industry and being and being pleasantly surprised that they are what they say they are on the tin. Yeah, and even with, I think off the mic, it wasn't on the uh, the podcast, but um, I think him and I were having a conversation at lunch on uh, the deck and we're talking about just the health part of this industry, like being, trying to stay healthy, trying to be active and make sure you're taking care of yourself. And I, I just met the guy five minutes ago and we're having a, a poignant conversation about working in alcohol. When you don't always hear that from people a lot of times, it's kind of the, it's, it's an ignored subject a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, um, if I can tell you a secret about Jefferson, it's like there's one skew that I don't have here today, but it's Preacher Hill. Mm-hmm. If you have never tried, that's that's like a very unique uh, skew that we have out there. He's a partnership with Chapelet Winery in California, Napa, and we take the Preacher Hill um, barrels and we a, finish it in those, and it's just a very unique flavor. If you like a big bold Cabernet, you definitely feel it through the bourbon. Uh, it's one of the most unique bourbons I ever tried in my life. I'm not a big fan of whiskey aged in wine barrels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, I wasn't that, talking to you. No, no, uh, but, but it's funny though. It's funny that you actually have that wee connection though. Yeah, I know. Um, we had, through Star Wars, obviously the red wine, but yeah. Oh, also with the Seafarer too. I mean, yeah. Which, which was, he didn't even know existed. Which, but the seafarer, curiously, was was that sea for longer or traversed further? It traversed further. Ocean? Yeah, it was. It's the longest whiskey agency, and he had no idea it even existed. And that was quite an opportunity to pop it with him. So, we should record a fresh pops, Chris. Oh. God damn it! Although we 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 there might be one already. There'll probably be one already out by the time this pod pops out. I'm sure. Uh, Coming soon. We'll see. Um, we'll leave that brand alone for now mm. uh, and focus on the we don't talk about it enough <laughs> we probably don't for my boss's liking <laughs> uh, no I think it's and this barrel let's talk about the barrel itself we haven't even given any notes on it too much uh, the marzipan note is a great note um, god it's, I just want to keep coming back to this I get what, what's the cast what's it 101 proof. I just want to keep drinking it I feel when I first tasted it I felt that it was going to be very, very hot, but it mellowed out super quick. Yeah. Really, really nice. Even had, oh gosh, how unprofessional. That's right. <laughs> I got to pay parking. Oh, even more professional. Um, yeah, they get you out here these days. COVID times are over where free parking existed on the street. Oh, did it? I didn't even know that. that. According to Danny Janky, it did. Oh, man. <laughs> So I'll head over at Brando's. Oh, um, no, this is delicious. I, and I also wondered too. When in a bar, when an account sells buys a, a single barrel, 
what's their focus with it? You know, are they going to build it with cocktails, put it on the menu right away? Are they going to do with neat pours? Like you have what I'm guessing 35 cases or some 30 cases of this single barrel. I don't know how many cases of this specific one we've got, but I mean, what are the yields usually between 30 and 36? It yields between 30 and 36. Okay. Um, They're definitely going to put it in a cocktail. You know, you definitely want to move that inventory that you have to take all at once. So the the, the logical thing is to put it in a cocktail, um, get an education or like some sort of like um, incentive for the team. So the team gets behind it really fast. Mm. And at the same time, um, because most of these bars that go for the barrel have the opportunity to also sell the bottle yeah. with the package deal license, they try to move it, you know, in that sense and, you know, move the inventory out. Um, Greg was telling me that he's been buying barrels forever and he always keeps a case for himself. Oh, wow. So he has a collection of single barrels of all sorts of brands and types. Maybe his storage is as big as Delilah's. Maybe. Mm. Probably bigger. <laughs> Might. Especially on wheeling. Yeah. And also, as it says, Kentucky straight bourbon, or very old Kentucky straight bourbon in a small batch. How do you then pull that out to be a single barrel? Do you know what the process of that is? Uh, I'll lie to you if I tell you that I'm super familiar with how they do that. Um, Just the grammar on it, I guess, a little bit strange. If it's, if it's, I mean, if you're pulling from a small batch, maybe they're just pulling out, like literally filling up a barrel worth of whiskey. I think that's what they do. Okay. That makes sense. They add it in that sense or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or they're just not changing the the bottle. The verbiage. Yeah. This could be that. And they're just putting the single barrel in that bottle. Yeah. Just pull out one barrel of like, it would have gone into a batch of the blend of the batch, but they just take that that one barrel off the still or whatever it might be, or wherever they're sourced. This is sourced, probably, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Being very old. St. Nick. Like I said, it's the, the, the mash really is between 10 and 12 years of, of mash bill of four different types of bourbon. Yeah, which is crazy. I guess, I mean, and, and it tastes it tastes older. It has like a very nice pronounced uh, older style whiskey on it. Yeah, that mellow, that mellowed out note, you know, yeah. I think smelling it on the nose, I was like, oh, I'm going to get that Comes at you heat, front, yeah. But then it dissipated really quick and it's yeah. lovely. It's got like but it has a good, caramel flavor. But a good coating in your mouth too. It doesn't yeah. like just dissipate, like fade away. Yeah, no, no I, I I loved it. I thought it was really good. Like I say, I got like a kind of marzipan kind of feel mm. uh, to it. Well, this is a treat. I mean, this is an absolute Tiny treat drum, to try yeah. that. It's uh, great. That's a great barrel. Yeah, I, and, if, and if anybody's up there, if anyone's listening and they're heading up to Wheeling or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you maybe even live around there, if you live up in Arlington, then, you know, pop your head and get this cocktail or maybe even buy a ball. Yeah, even if you... Uh, Call them, see if they'll ship it to you potentially. Yeah, um, they might, especially package youth license. They might right, do. right. They, they're, I think they're outside of Cook County, so they might have the availability to do it. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, go out there and search more single barrels. I'm sure there's more out there in the United States too of uh, Jefferson. I'm glad that we got to basically pop one here on the podcast and introduce that. And then also with the news of there's an ocean single barrel, which I'm very excited to try uh, and go out and buy, or at least try a dream of it maybe buy a bottle and of it too there's going to be an ocean of jefferson's whiskey on the way as well with that 250 million dollar investment yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> quite yeah. it's quite the investment into the company i'm excited to see what happens with that because it's uh it's long deserved uh, for this brand to grow in that sense and be a part of the um the tourist scene in in kentucky be a bigger part of the tourism scene because so many brands are now investing not just millions, but billions of dollars into tourism because that's what's grown over in uh, Kentucky, south of Kentucky, down into Lexington area and all across that great state. Well, we're lucky that we have two more samples of um, single barrel of reserve that I'm actually selling um, oh. as we speak. So um, any buyers? You, uh, you can't compare. Yeah, <laughs> any buyers. I know call. we have buyers that listen to this podcast, so if you're out there, um, <laughs> call get me. in touch. Get in touch. Call with- me Andres. 
dot per, uh, arias at pernor slash ricard hey we'll put that in the Dark show arts. notes <laughs> <laughs> um, we do we do we have buyers um and definitely this barrel that we're trying right here is definitely worth the buy and i'm sure the ones we're going to sample once we turn the microphones off will be worthy of a purchase too um andres callum um thanks again for bringing another house of pernor into uh the basement of the hookies um to talk about this great these, these great single barrels and these two great brands appreciate it cheers guys you're cheers. welcome cheers salute <laughs>